It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're prepping to avoid all Spider-Man spoilers. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, Some of us more than others. <laughs> I am I am honestly severely concerned for the amount of spoilers that are going to come oh out. Oh my gosh. Week. I mean, I know we're just doing the show intro right now, but like I said the other week that I had muted all these permutations of the Spider-Man movie, you know, on Twitter. And I was just on Twitter like seconds ago and on the right hand feed of it, like bam, Tom Holland right there. That's a keyword Twitter. I muted that. Why is that showing up anywhere? Like I understand it's like a right hand panel and it's like a different, like, I don't know if it's like where you're serving me as or what the deal is, but I should not be seeing the text. I should not be seeing those letters in any combination anywhere on my feeds this is insane mike's curiosity (laughs) is being tempted right now and it's all Uh, your fault twitter oh my gosh uh it's awful it's it's gonna get worse we'll talk more about it in a minute Uh, the video game awards gave us a ton of trailers and we're actually gonna talk about what we got four trailers down here uh five uh five and a teaser it looks like um (laughs) it was also a big week for halo the franchise Uh. If more. it's a big week for Halo, it's a big week for Chris. Yeah, I, because... this, this is very true. <laughs> I, I have a couple weaknesses. Like, like I always tell people, like if you can distill yourself down to like like four pillars of what you are, um, Halo is one of mine. Uh, <laughs> Marvel is another one. So I'm like, I, I always then try it's to uh, out what... oxygen and then water is the other two. Yeah, right? I don't need those. I really don't need those. <laughs> uh, but like you know, as a person, I, I always fall between like. Uh, Star Wars um, sometimes or like you know I've always said like you know, maybe Pokemon the other two kind of float but it's always Halo and it's always Marvel like those are the two things mm-hmm. um, we can do actually we'll just we'll just get into our, our pre-show here um, my wife was able to snag me the Halo Xbox controller for the Elite Series 2 this week they put them back on sale they've been out of stock for months and she happened to look down at her had her phone notifications. They had them on sale, so she snagged one. So like, I've literally almost gone full Halo on all of my video <laughs> she's games. She's a now. she's a wife all star because yeah. I also saw that she made uh she yes. made special Xbox uh shaped uh like iced cookies yeah. for your uh, Halo land party this week. Yeah. And I was like, dang, what a wife you got. Well, well, let's just let's just jump into it. Then, so this week for me, Halo Infinite dropped on Wednesday. The the campaign. I've been playing the campaign. Mm-hmm. I've not beat it. I like to. I like to. I, I don't want to. Yeah, it's not safe. I don't want to like rush through it because I feel like I'll miss stuff. And like mm-hmm. this is an open world game. Like you're on a Halo ring, Mike. You played Halo. You understand. Like you're on a ring. It's very open. Like you're not you're not going through tunnels like to get mm-hmm. to wherever you want. So you can actually go around and find things to upgrade your armor, um, unlock things in, in multiplayer just make your gameplay experience you know a little better so i've been kind of going around collecting the things a little bit some some side trails some not side trails um but it's very open on how you can approach like firefights uh i got to the point today from the actual trailer from e3 where it shows you like um you crash the, the your pelican and you have to like go up this big lift right to to disarm this big anti-air gun well mm-hmm. come to find out i went backwards instead of forward so i actually did them in backwards order from that trailer so i ended up coming in from the top and not even going up an elevator because it was already on top of a mountain behind him so <laughs> it's very interesting like the i guess the openness to how you can like 
go and, and fight these things. You're not just funneled in one direction at all times. So, as uh, I'm always obsessed with a uh, traversal in Halo games, I'm yes. a big jetpack stand, even though it gets me killed all the time. In the campaign, the the grapple hook also exists, correct? Yes, and you have one at all times. Unlike the oh. multiplayer, where you pick it up, you always have a grapple hook. Okay, because I was going to say, I've been starting to see some uh, grapple hook content uh, show up into my yeah. uh, social media feeds, and I guess there's like this Easter egg where like if you grapple like uh, a bunch of times in a row, you can like slip through like these polygons and like a ceiling yeah. of a cave, and then there's like a big sandwich or something yep. <laughs> that like there's, there's like aliens praying to. So I was like, oh man, just... I love grapple hooks. <laughs> grapple hooks. You love sandwiches. We all know that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and Easter eggs. So, yeah, there's tons of Easter eggs here and there and throughout. It's been fun. The, the, the traversal is great. Um, you can actually, like, uh, one thing I learned today that I was, I was kind of goofing around with, you get these forward operating bases where someone can drop in a vehicle for you, right? You may know, like, the Warthogs and the, and the other vehicles. Well, there's one, so like a Warthog, but without a gunner, you can fit more people in the back of it. Kind of like a, I would say like the Suburban of Warthogs. <laughs> and um, you literally, I can go up, request guns, like special guns. So I gave all of my guys these homing rocket launchers, all my Marines, got in the car to drive and had them get in the back. So while we're driving through the Halo, they're firing homing rocket launchers, literally everyone they see throughout this whole thing. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, well, I I know you I know for a fact you had a good time because yes. as some listeners may know, uh, Chris and I are three hours apart, and he texted me last night after <laughs> midnight, which I knew was like three a.m. his time, and the text was just simply, "I just got home from playing Halo for twelve yeah, hours," 12 and hours, I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I think you had a good time if he's yes. uh, if he's up that late." So uh, yeah. yeah, it really sounds like you had a he had a blast. Oh yeah, yeah, Halo land parties are fantastic. We had. At one given time, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine to ten people in one room playing Halo uh, in my uh, brother-in-law's basement. As, as, as bad as that sounds, it's actually, you know, we're in the Midwest where tornadoes are coming, so we felt a little safer playing Yeah, you, you had to be in that basement anyway, right? Yeah. There was tornado warnings all around your state, so yeah. you were just being uh, yeah. uh, uh, cautious. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you didn't lose... I'm glad you didn't lose power because when I heard about those tornadoes kind of hitting that par- that part of the country and yeah. uh, listeners out there, hopefully you're, you're all you're all safe if anyone was in an affected area because I saw it really damaged uh, some towns. Yeah. I think some yeah. small towns were like also just kind of removed from the map, which is uh, which is very sad. Uh, but when I was trying to like find like a map, you know, which just kind of show me where some tornadoes touched down. I did see like some red circles kind of near your area for like power outages. So I was like, Oh no, his land party. That's yeah. the one thing they need is power. They could do local land without the internet. That's fine. But they need the power. To they turn need the power. It, it is the one weakness, the one weakness of a land party. You gotta have, <laughs> you gotta have uh, energy to do it. So yeah, we did. We played it. Um, what's in again, you know, this Mike, the best thing ever when playing land parties is you literally, um, you have like a second language of communication with everybody. You're like, okay, you know, power seeds are spawning left of the base. Go get them. And they're like, our left or their left. I'm like, for the third time, the left of our base, please go get them <laughs> kind of thing. It's, it was fun. We had a good time. Um, you know, like I said, it's stuff we used to do 20 years ago when Halo first came out, but now we have actual money to, to 
do stuff with. So we were able, like, we had White Castles, Mike. We had pizza. Oh. Uh, mm. My wife made cookies that were shaped as Xbox controllers and the Xbox mm-hmm. logo. Uh, it, it was it was just a good time. So, um, you know, Halo Infinite is out. Campaign is out. Multiplayer is out for free for Xbox and PC players. Highly recommend it. It's just a fun time. Um, you know, it, it's... The best thing, again, like I said, Mike, about free games is you're not really out anything uh, to try it. And if you don't like it, no big deal. But it is a little bit of variety in a, um, a gaming-changing world where Fortnite just had a new map. Call of Duty had a new map. Uh, Halo just relaunched after five or six years. And uh, I think, um, you know, we'll talk about the video game wars later, but we don't have this in there. But uh, PUBG, the original Battle Royale, is going free to play. Uh, very soon as well. So. Uh, is, is it is that the uh, where the like the winner winner chicken dinner thing came back into play? Didn't that game yes. popularize that phrase again? Yes, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and it, it's uh, it was really a, a mod of another game. I, I want to say. Um, I forget what the original it's, game was. It's like a zombie game, wasn't it? Yeah, but they I took wanted, the zombies out, kind of like Daisy or something like that. I, I feel yeah, like yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was a mod of a game that you know po- that literally created and popularized the battle royale genre and is now going free to play. So. Um, I'm all about video games this time of year. It keeps me inside. It keeps me warm, and <laughs> and I just I just love it. Um, so that w- that was a lot of a lot of my week uh, and the video game awards, which we'll talk about later. But Mike, you you you're you're picking up some some slack here. This movie that you're about to talk about has been on my radar number one because <laughs> it's been on my movie poster TV uh, every time I walk by, and plus uh, I'm an arcade aficionado. So um, tell me a little bit about Eight Bit Christmas. Yeah, Eight Bit Christmas. Uh, I figured it was kind of a, a moot point to talk about old classic uh, Christmas movies on the podcast, right? Because mm-hmm. ev- everybody's seen them, right? You know, we could always do a, who knows, like a segment where we rank movies, <laughs> uh, Christmas movies. But Eight Bit Christmas, Christmas vacation is, it, but, is yeah. a brand <laughs> is a brand new Christmas movie on HBO Max that we decided uh, to watch. I actually saw it first, like advertised to me, like through social media. So uh, uh, I guess mm-hmm. if you managed to cut the cord and remove all commercials from your life they still find your way in and that was 8-bit christmas and i didn't really know much about it i knew it had something to do with like the classic nintendo entertainment center but i didn't know if this was a a historical period piece or if this was like more modern and it ended up being a mixture of both uh it's basically a film about neil patrick harris talking to his daughter and he just retells the story of the first time that he got the Nintendo Entertainment Center the NES and you know it it was okay you know um I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was uh, bowled over with the movie, but I would say this is a pretty solid addition. Uh, definitely, if you have like a video game in your past, uh, the characters are a couple years older than us, Chris, because I believe this film takes place in like '88, and they're already like you know like nine or ten years old. So uh, maybe like a slightly uh, younger, or I guess yeah. would it be older Generation X might yeah. connect to it a little bit. Yeah, more. I'm trying to. I guess it but, would be uh, well. Like, it would be like the tail end of Gen X uh, would re- be yeah. really, but really into this very specific vibe. But like all classic Christmas films, uh, it takes place in Chicago, so it really kind of hits that vibe. Uh, it, it it has its it has its positive uh, moments. So I would check out Eight Bit Eight Bit Christmas if you already have HBO Max because uh, the admission prices. Not technically free, but it definitely feels free, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, get, add that to your watch list, Chris. It, I think you'll have a, you know, you'll have an okay time watching it. Yeah, uh, like I said, I've seen a couple, it's got Dolph Lundgren in it. Is that correct? Um, is, is he it, in this movie, Dolph Lundgren? Am I? Am uh, I was he on the? Poster? I don't. I don't know where he would be in the movie if he was. I'm, I'm going to take maybe, a look at this. 
the uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System is briefly personified and talks. Uh, maybe not. Maybe Dolph, maybe Dolph Lundgren was the voice maybe, of the NES. I maybe I maybe I mistook someone on the poster then for that uh, somebody else then. But um, anyway, uh, yes. If you have HBO Max, you can watch The Matrix this month as well. So might as well just double dip, right? Get all the movies you can. Well, yes, you exactly. Max also. Uh, me and my wife has a, have a running list of all the Christmas movies that we watch during the season, and uh, HBO Max actually has a lot of them that are streaming. So if you're kind of looking for more like A tier uh, Christmas movie content, you know, outside of Disney Plus that has like you know like the Santa Claus movies and you know all of those, uh, check out HBO Max. I think they have Elf as well, which I know is a is a Christmas classic. Mm-hmm. But we also watched a brand new kind of uh, rom-com Christmas movie over on Netflix called Single All the Way that we just finished watching like maybe a couple hours ago before we hopped on the podcast. And it was pretty good. Um, there's a lot, I have to stress this, there's a lot of really bad Christmas movies on Netflix and they all have like this same visual theme to them where it almost feels like they're renting the exact same production crew and they're grabbing the exact same camera and lighting department. They just all look very, very similar and they're also very badly written. But this was the first one he came across that has that same visual look, which got us a little worried when we started watching it. But the writing was actually pretty good. It was pretty funny. So, um, Single all the way. I would say it's it's family friendly, so you could watch that with your family as well. There so two two brand new recommendations for Christmas movies if you're looking for something yeah. to watch. You know, because uh, honestly, Chris, we're all just kind of uh, killing time, right? Until yeah. Thursday for you, and then yeah. Sunday a week from now for yes. me to go watch Spider-Man, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yes. Before we get into Spider-Man, I, I, I looked up. I was driving me nuts. There's a Dolph Lundgren movie called Pups Alone. <laughs> uh, that is a so I put up all the all the Christmas movie posters right, and this one is actually cycles right next to Eight Bit Christmas. Pups uh, alone, pups okay. alone, uh, and he's on the he's on the the cover, and I was getting the covers confused of the, of those two. Um, so yes, the, the downsides of a rotating electronic movie poster in your basement, Chris. Yeah, one of the one of those things is subconsciously bleeding <laughs> in my mind. Um, but anyway, you're right because I'm literally just avoiding. I'm trying to find things to do to just not be on the internet until Spider-Man comes out because I'm just terrified of spoilers. Like I want to go in as blank as I can. Right? We watched the last trailer. Um, I'm starting to see bits of TV spots. I think even they, they officially put the opening in scene online already for this. Sony did. Uh, of and course, I'm, Sony. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, just I don't want to, I don't want to click on it, don't want to watch uh, it. So, Chris, this, so I, I've already said like, you know, I'm trying to use the mechanics that I have within Twitter to help me out. It, it's even harder on Instagram because Instagram has like pegged me as like a superhero person, right? So in yeah. my Explore feed, I get like tons of superhero stuff. So like over the last week, I've been purposely tapping on like all superhero, especially especially like Spider-Man content and go and you know, you do the long press and then you can hit not interested, not interested, not interested. So the algorithm thinks I'm like shedding like superhero (laughs) stuff from my life. Uh, But what they don't know is I just don't want spoilers being very, very difficult. So cross fingers. I mean, we'll talk about, you know, Hawkeye, at the end of the episode, but yeah. that was spoiled for me too because uh, that Wednesday release uh, screws me every time because I forget it comes out and then before I know it, it's Friday and I haven't watched Hawkeye yet. And then, oh, 
the reveal has been spoiled for me already. So uh, yeah. it's been a, it's been a rough week. So I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, Chris. Yeah, I'm definitely going to just uh, try to again put my nose in video games, anything else to get me off my phone, keep me off my computer this week because I I don't want to know. Um, and I know there are a lot of Wednesday special screenings they're doing, like uh, like maybe social media people or people who rented out whole theaters and. I'm like, I wish I got my hands on some of those tickets, but I didn't see well, them right here. That's a that's a great point to bring up though, because the initial Spider Monday sale right was a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and you may have not been able to get good tickets. But you bring up a good point where they have added new show times since then. They, you know they're trying to cram as many showings as they can, so there might be a chance. You know if you couldn't get the showing that you wanted, maybe you can sneak back in there. They'll, you find a new ticket that just got that just got listed. So don't give up just yet. Yeah, I just uh, I loaded up AMC um, because I got my tickets and. Was that this week? No, it was a couple weeks ago. I got an NFT for buying my Spider-Man tickets, and now we're not <laughs> going to go down like the NFT rabbit hole because God knows we will. <laughs> but I'm like, this is this is getting out of goddamn control here on, on buying tickets. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out coming soon. I'm going to see um, advanced tickets for Spider-Man. We're going to do this live here. Yeah, uh, literally every every I think every theater uh, screening in my theater has Spider-Man in it, um, and. Let's see if I click on the three. Do I have any extra seats in this theater, Mike? Yeah. Um, yes. There are seven wheelchair accessible seats uh, right next to the screen. In the Man, theater. that's always that's always a toss up, right? You know, yeah. it's just like they're telling me I can buy these tickets, and when I click on the seat, there's uh-huh. no pop up that tells me like, oh, if you show up and you're not, you know. You, you don't need this area. We're like going to take your tickets away. But it's just like, but I can't do it. I can't be that guy that yeah. takes these seats. So it's, and, it's and, tough. <laughs> and, and they're also at the front of the screen. So I'm like, no, thanks. I'm good. Uh, I think, you know, one two couple things to take out of this. Again, um, tickets are available. They're purchased. You can watch this movie um, you know, this week. Uh, and what I love seeing here in the, in the screening page, Mike, out of 50 screenings available on Thursday, right? Um, that it looks mm-hmm. like here. Uh, only two of them are 3D. Uh, so thank yeah. God 3D is dying because I'm no. tired of it. <laughs> That's a that's a great point. I actually um, was at a little Christmas get together the other week, and I brought that up. Where when I was looking for tickets, like it used to be the totally other way around. I'd have to hunt and find a normal 2D screening. So uh, I don't know if somebody can say like maybe this is pandemic related. Maybe they just can't find the workers to go through and like manually rotoscope it and turn it into 3D. But that doesn't make any sense. That, that's, that's like the effect. E- that's like the that's easiest gonna, job to do too, and like yeah, a remote. But also now that I think about it, it's a very binary situation. That means the 3d exists or it doesn't not like oh we can only kind of do it you can only do two showings because the live rotoscope yeah. artist is right there in yeah. front of the projector trying to do it so yeah i think it's just it's just overall general taste yeah. hey. i mean who who knows maybe uh like i gotta imagine that like is there a world where Endgame, you know, came out in 2021 and would the 3D also be that way? No. I don't know. Maybe if a big enough spectacle it, is involved. But, it, you know, Spider-Man got those ticket sales just like Endgame and there's not yeah. as many 3D. So, so what I would also say is that the idea, like, you are not getting a, a new pair of glasses. Like, they, 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 they there's no disposable 3D glasses, right? Like, 
they recycle them, um, right? Do they like sanitize them and reseal them? Oh, I, yeah. I guess I didn't think about um, the physical glasses. So in in these times of like you know being safe and secure, you know, I'm sure they are disinfecting. Them. I'm sure they're up to code. No need to worry about it. It's probably just a, a waste of them to produce the glasses at this point because um, they're they're passive 3D glasses rather than active. Active ones are the ones that have the batteries in them. I don't know if you've ever worn those before. Like they're doing all the, the uh, heavy yeah. lifting. So, mm-hmm. um, so it just might be that. But I, I, I'm I'm happy that I don't have to worry about you know. Oh my god, the first show in 3D. I'm gonna have to suffer through this um, because we don't. Um, but um, I'm very very excited. It's really funny. Uh, little little note about this before we go. My um, we have a a woman in my office who is extremely pregnant. Like she's due on the 29th of December, and mm-hmm. um she's like trying to get through spider-man before she has this baby <laughs> so she can go see spider-man or she's gonna have to no. wait a couple weeks yeah no i get it because like once you have that baby you're kind of preoccupied for a little while you yeah. can't just slip away for two hours to go see spider-man yeah so uh, she's like she's like yeah if i, if I you know she's like I, I can't go you know the same week i have it either like it's gonna be a couple weeks later i'm like oh, i feel i feel real bad for you so yeah well, I mean, usually, you know, we could say, oh, it's a Disney movie, right? So you could hold on, you know, if you can avoid spoilers long enough, you could watch it on Disney Plus. But this is a Sony jam. Yeah. We don't know exactly when this is going to be landing on uh, Netflix, right? So uh-huh. we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah. And I think I think they are, the Spider-Man movies will eventually be on Disney Plus at some point as well. But, um, you know, the, the luxury I think of, th- the luxury of Spider-Man I, is that they can hold on to it for as long as they want. And they're still yeah. Gonna make well, money. if I remember right from that, uh, from that kind of yeah. uh, contract, I think the first run stream is supposed to be on Netflix and yeah. then it goes to Disney after that it, possibly. So it, it might be a while before you see it on Disney. Yeah. Plus. And who knows what that, you know, when they renegotiated the contract to make this movie, who knows what that looks mm. like, right? Like they've, they've gone, they've, they're making a like, I'm going to look at the ending of Venom tube. Like, Marvel and Sony are playing together a little bit more than, than I feel comfortable with sometimes. So, uh, who knows that? Chris, and, I'm, I'm telling you, we got to start a Patreon just so we can hire an entertainment lawyer. Yeah. We can just send off and ask these questions and just uh, go all, do this for us. All funds will go directly to the entertainment lawyer. <laughs> come back with us. Uh, and then also give a shout out to listeners show Patrick, you know, Patrick, um, mm-hmm. my wedding. He, he texted me. He's like to your point last week, his, uh, 18 months old son knows three characters in the world. Mickey Mouse, Elmo, and Spider-Man. So yeah. Spider-Man transcends age and and gender and everything. So it's just absolutely yeah. fantastic. So Hell yeah. Spider-Man g- all the way. It's going to be huge. Switching up at the end of Spider-Man, I said this a while back. What if they put a trailer to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness at the end of it? And mm-hmm. the rumor is a trailer will debut at the end of No Way Home for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, this is purely a rumor. Uh, there's still always a possibility it's Venom related. There's a possibility it's, um, you know, uh, multiverse related. You know, what what if the end credit scenes were just like the happy endings for the other Spider-Man that are, I'm still going to say rumored to be in this movie, even though <laughs> yeah. they're probably going to be there. But like, you know, there's no guarantee that they're going to do this, but, you know, there's still an opportunity for them to yeah. do so. I mean, I haven't done the exact statistical analysis, right? But, you know, these movies tend to have two post-credit scenes. One of them, you know, is kind of hyping you up for the next ex- the next adventure. And then usually there's another one that's like, it could be kind of funny. It could be like a little yeah. tidbit. It and kind of varies own, either way. Well, that one's in its own universe, right? Like one's definitely going to be Spider-Man related. And the other mm-hmm. one's usually 
another adventure related. Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, I'm thinking of the post credits uh, scenes scenes for Shang Chi, and those yeah. are both pretty intense. I wouldn't say any of those were relatively like humorous, just for the sake of uh, being funny and having a little tag at the end. So we could get yeah. two different things, but it, it makes so much sense, right? I mean, Doctor Strange is literally in this movie. He yep. is the next big MCU movie coming up. You know, why wouldn't you put a, a trailer in there? Who knows if it'll actually look or, like a trailer, right? Yeah. You know, because when we when we saw at the end of Captain America up to the Avengers, that did feel very trailerish yes. because it was clips assembled together, right? Um, but it wasn't that? the trailer, yeah. Yeah, who knows if we'll get that, but yeah, it definitely makes so, sense. You know, so the multiverse is starting to crack here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so well, yeah, maybe one is Spider-Man and one is... Maybe the the, the, the credit scene is Doctor Strange and the, and someone's just assuming it's a trailer then. Um, I would love to see if I had just had to put out some wild accusations, right? You know, if oh, this point is fingers, all, all, by all means. If this is all multiversal related, we don't know really anything about uh, the Multiverse of Madness movie, right? Except for some casting announcements, right? I mean, wouldn't it kind of make sense to at least see some representation from the TVA? you know, in Doctor Strange, maybe not necessarily any of the actors we saw from Loki, but like maybe like one TVA agent or something like shows up, you know, exp exposits some dialogue for somebody. But it would be kind of cool to see the TVA escape mm -hmm. the, the kind of the Disney plus, you know, egg into the, the MCU, because it seems like that's going to be happening eventually anyway. Yeah, I, I would say if I'm going to be completely honest, something that would like get me hyped up is it's it's Doctor Strange, it's, you know, the multiverse is cracking, or maybe he thinks he fixed it, but then we get the actual live-action Captain Britain, Haley Atwell, return in her Captain America suit. Like, Doc, we need, we need your help kind of thing. I don't know. It, it could be not. It could be, you know, something else. But, like, translating a what-if character to live-action would definitely be probably something yeah. for me to, to see. And also, if that happens, I'm really curious how much – the MCU at large is going to consider uh, Disney Plus required viewing, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I, like we, when we get to see Wanda again in Doctor yeah. Strange, like I feel like her TV show, you know, her character development has to pop up in some way. You know, I could see, you know, Kevin Feige going like, okay, if you really want to experience the MCU at 100%, you really should be watching these live action series that we're putting together. But I think even like he himself can't expect everybody to sit down and watch What If because there's still that mental hurdle yeah. of getting adults into watching animation. Well, what If is, is, I think, the hardest one because it's nine, eight or nine episodes, right? Um, and like I think now you could binge them pretty easy, but at the time, no. But mm -hmm. I think the live action ones, I think they are saying are required because there's no way we're going to go to Captain America 4 without watching um, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, Doctor Strange, that WandaVision. Uh, I don't know where Loki's going to go. Uh, or I guess Quantumania without learning about He Who Remains, you know, uh -huh. and, and Kang. And then, um, you know, I don't know where Hawkeye's going to end, but damn, I'm excited for that too. So, yeah, I think I think it'll be required. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I hope, my, my, my hope is that it's not another Wanda post-credit scene, that it's actually a Doctor Strange post-credit scene. And the other day I was driving thinking, did they ever answer why that little figure slash shadow or glare was in the WandaVision in credit scene after they changed it. Like, I'm like I don't, they, that kind of like it, faded into the background. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm starting to feel like it's just some sort of like weird, like special effects, just like yeah. glitch. And then they fixed it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it would be really funny if that was actually a plot point. They had someone on fiber, go back and fix it real fast. And to do that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Dr. Strange, very high, very, I mean, I'm sad. We got five months of drought, but you know, I guarantee you probably 
uh, we'll have one, maybe two Disney Plus shows by that point uh, under our belt. So hopefully we can get some more more going. So I'm gonna I'm gonna show you a a, a poster <laughs> Chris, here. This is wild. I've already looked at this like four <laughs> times, and I'm very excited so, to talk about it. So the original post is someone found this poster at one of those like poster collections. You you know at Walmart where they have all the movie posters like in like the the, the flippy yeah. kind of rack. Mm-hmm. This is in a movie poster at like, a big national store. Um, the problem is Taika Waititi himself has said that this is not real but it feels real i don't uh, so so to to explain it visually here if you're if you're yeah. listening to it uh this is a um this is a poster design for Thor uh, Love and Thunder, and you got kind of like very kind of like similar tropes that you've seen in a lot of MCU posters. It's basically just a collage of a lot of the characters. You got some like lightning effects going on here. Uh, so it, it has the it has the feeling of just like, oh, okay, if somebody was going to make a fake poster, I could see them going these lengths, right? But there's a lot of very specific things on this poster that I just feel like are too weird for somebody like just to make up. And I think the, the goats, the Rams at the bottom of the poster is kind of the thing that actually leans me to think that this is real. Right. Because if I was making a fake poster, I wouldn't think like, okay, I'm going to make their little, their like boat Viking, like spaceship thing, right. Be pulled by these two goats. But also like one of the goats has like this personality where it's like tongue is like sticking out. Like that's all so specific. So if this is fake, I'm going to give a lot of props to the artist, but also the general vibe of the poster does feel like a Walmart poster, right? This doesn't feel like premium, like, HD box art. This is just kind of, this almost seems like something that would be printed around like a a movie theater plastic cup, right? Yeah. So what this to me is a, an amalgamation of literally concept art that someone has made for Thor love and thunder. Mm -hmm. And they said, Hey, you know, Thor love and thunder was already supposed to be out or it was supposed to come out in February. We're one of the two we need, you know, we've got to send this to merchandise printers well ahead of time. Like they don't Mm -hmm. do this the last minute. So this is concept. I, to me, this is concept art that they, they merged together to say, hey, these are the four characters. We got Thor, Jane Foster as Thor, um, Korg, and Valkyrie. Put them mm-hmm. together, showing them in a fun fun manner. And what we get here is we get to see you know Thor in a new suit, um, you know like some Jane uh, Foster with with Mjolnir, uh, Korg. It looks like he's got a like, hunting rifle uh, and. Um, and then Valkyrie's kind of Valkyrie here. But like you said, what drew my attention were the two goats. Now this is actually from, <laughs> this is from Thor, the comic book. One of them is called tooth Nasher and the other one is called tooth grinder. Um, mm-hmm. In Norse mythology, they are like his, the goats that pull his chariot literally in Norse mythology. And in the comic books, they are his like war goats, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. And I could hundred percent see Taika Waititi having like one goat, like tooth Nasher, tooth grinder literally being, a doofus looking goat yeah. that has personality. The other one's like very like noble and like looks like he has like fire on his hooves. Yeah. Even like this is very much I feel pure concept art put together. So I believe it is real. 
I just don't believe it's a finalized art form. Yeah, I mean, and Taika Waititi can be telling telling us the truth and, you know, and still both things being correct. Like, he can look at this and go like, oh, this is not the poster because it's not, right? I mean, it's not the movie poster. It's just a poster that the merchandise department, you know, fucked up on and it got out there too quickly. Uh, But if we are to assume this is real, uh, I think the one interesting thing to take out of this is that Jane Foster is in the Thor armor and she's on the poster, so... It makes me think that this happens pretty early enough on in the movie. This isn't like a third act, like, oh, everyone's like beaten up. We're all laying on the ground. We need somebody to like, save us. And like Jane picks up the hammer yeah. and then saves everybody. It seems like this is going to be like a plot point that goes throughout the movie. But who knows, depending on the type of merchandise, maybe this is merchandise intended for people to buy after the movie's already been out. So everybody knows she becomes like Thor and everything. Yeah. So uh, well, it's interesting to see that maybe that lead is not. Not being buried yeah and, and they, they didn't really bury it when they announced it either um so Uh-oh. i to me i think it's gonna be one of those things like there's gonna be another thor and like people aren't gonna know who it is like that's gonna be the mystery and like you know um you know as comic book fans we knew who the winter soldier was but that doesn't mean the reveal in the theater for everyone else wasn't that much mm-hmm. that much more amazing so what if you know like oh this is thor and they're gonna come to find out oh this thor is actually jane foster what the hell kind of thing so it could be um a real fun reveal for everybody else, um, and we just know yeah. again too I mean, much. It, it also it looks like a it looks like Stormbreaker is still pretty heavily prominent yep. on this poster. Uh, Jane has a hammer. I don't know if this is the hammer that Thor picked up when he time traveled or not. So uh, Stormbreaker yeah. still still hanging out, which well, is cool. So at the end of Endgame, Captain America had uh, Mjolnir and took it back to the point in time he took it from. Oh, okay. So uh, maybe, is this a new hammer maybe crafted just for Jane? I wonder well, if we're going to be seeing the um, – what's his face? I already forgot the actor's name from Game of Thrones who, you know, was working on that uh, industrial star, well, you know, um, crafting. Yeah, yeah. The, um, oh, my gosh. What is his name? It's Peter uh, Dinklage? Peter Dinklage. That's right. Uh, so so, so from my understanding – and and this is so that is Mjolnir itself, um, and it looks like in this it's been reconstituted. Oh uh, yeah, looking, you got it. You bring up a good point. Looking at her, like notice how there's like, it, it's either lightning or cracks around the hammer. One of the two. Oh, and, theory. I mean, okay. So I'm trying to remember when the hammer was broken. It shattered. Because. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm, I'm my brain is confused because I'm thinking of the very first Thor Ragnarok trailers when it happens in an alleyway in the yeah. city, but then they changed it to happen like um, just in an open field on a cliff. In, in Norway, so I yeah. could almost I could almost see Jane Foster traveling to that site and like picking up the pieces, and then maybe mm-hmm. you know, hey, she has a lot of experience with this hammer, and then maybe it kind of comes back together or she puts it back together, and that's how she transforms. Yeah. There you go. That's my theory. Yeah, it, it, there's uh, to me it looks it's it's. It's reconstituted Mjolnir. Mm. Uh, and you can even see below her chin, it's got the actual engravings from Mjolnir on it. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think he's going to keep um, Stormbreaker, which is obviously badass looking axe, and, and she's going to you know get Mjolnir to give her her power, and that'll create the dual Thor situation. But, um, you know, the, the other thing we haven't really talked about, and you can kind of see below her chin, is is this a multiverse situation? Um, because we didn't really consider the multiverse affecting cosmic beings, just earth. People. Are you, are you saying her side profile shot? Yeah. 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 Like right to the right of the R and Thor. It looks oh, like the cracks it, there. It, it looks like either that's the hammer. That's the hammer itself. Or is it a multiverse hammer kind of thing? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Cause if this is, this comes out 
after Doctor the multiverse Strange. of madness so who who knows we, we have yet to been giving any information of like the next avengers movie right mm-hmm. we don't know when the gang's gonna culminate again to tackle a big threat you know so yeah. is that gonna happen i don't know I don't know. But either way, there's an opportunity here for this to be either, uh, like I said, a reconstituted hammer that we see or possibly even multiversal, and we haven't even considered that thought. So that that's a conversation for another day, but take a look at that in our notes to see that poster uh, and, and let us know what you think. And if you're going to go out and get your own goats, my family has like 60 goddamn goats. And <laughs> I'm going to recommend Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder as the next names for, for yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, this week, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings was released on physical media so for those who collect physical medias i collect the steel book still i got mine in uh pretty cool uh so they got some cut scenes delete scenes stuff like that uh going out there but the other big news for shang chi was literally when this the physical media was released they confirmed daniel destin Cretton is returning for the sequel shang chi and whatever the subtitle will be for the sequel of this movie which I don't think is really a surprise to us. I think that would felt pretty good that he was going to get another movie, right? Like, yeah, I um, mean, I mean, you, I, Marvel movies always kind of hit at least like this baseline quality, right? Mm-hmm. So you can always assume that you're at least going to get a sequel. I mean, we know the Eternals has a lot of drama around it, but I, I think we'll be seeing more of them for sure yeah. because this is like a, this movie is like a huge franchise, right? They're not just going to like, put their toe in you know they mm-hmm. they go they go all in yeah luckily it's been working out for them <laughs> yeah um what was it the hulk is the only movie i think that hasn't gotten a sequel so far mm-hmm. right is that if i'm just kind of running through in my mind what we have um, yeah i i mean i think so i mean unless you i guess you can't count black widow really because it's kind of a prequel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and, and even if they did a black widow too i wouldn't be surprised and followed her sister like yelena mm-hmm. so um, I think the Hulk is about the only one, but yeah. So really, really no surprise here. I think everyone who's watched this movie has loved it. Like I have not run into someone who really didn't like Shang-Chi. So that's great news. Um, along with the announcement that the director is returning for a sequel, he's also been announced to oversee an unnamed MCU series on Disney plus. And most popular theory is that it's a 10 ring series that we announced was rumored kind of like yeah. several months These- ago. These series have really piqued my interest, and I would say this would be comparable to the um, Black Panther series that could be working on, because these Mm -hmm. are the filmmakers that are also working on the larger, higher-budget MCU properties, and then kind of like adapting their ideas for the quote-unquote small screen. You know, we might get a little bit of preview of what that could look like when we watch Peacemaker. You know, I know totally different networks, uh, totally different universes, but yeah, what's it like when the person works on the bigger thing and then works on the, you know, quote-unquote smaller thing? is the quality going to to be different? Is it going to be better? Is it going to have a different vibe? Um, I don't know, uh, but I'm interested to see how that works, right? You know, because they'll be thinking about this the whole time, right? Like, oh, when I'm writing, you know, or, you know, editing the movie, you know, how is this going to affect the series that I'm, you know, working on next, you know, or who do I hire, you know, to to help me write it? So yeah. this this will be interesting. It, but it sounds like maybe some of this would be considered like year three or like phase three for like Disney plus Marvel. I don't know exactly how we're categorizing that yet, but it seems like all the Marvel stuff we have planned for Disney plus showing up here soon. Yeah. uh, Nothing has really been tied to the MCU with the creatives involved just, Mm -hmm. just yet. Yeah. And and what's, what makes me lean into the rings is like if, if he's writing Shang-Chi or, you know, even directing and has a say in, 
has a say in the series, you know, which the end of Shang-Chi, spoiler, does set up a continuation of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, it would make sense that he kind of runs these threads together because he's working with all the characters, right? So, I mean, does it make sense? I mean, just spitballing here, uh, maybe the Ten Rings would like clash a little mm-hmm. bit with maybe some of the plot in Armor Wars, right? You know, you kind of got these, uh, these, uh, this uh, technology that I'm sure the Ten Rings would be interested in, but... I'm curious to see what direction they go, right? It doesn't seem like they're going to be necessarily a force for total good, right? Yeah. It seems like they'd be more for like a force of like anarchy. Well, um, maybe, I, maybe I, try to make things better, but maybe not in the best possible means. I, I'm thinking more like a mercenary kind of school. Like, I don't think his sister is evil or, or mean, but like she's definitely for hire. Uh, I think money talks to her, right? Like she ran that underground fighting ring for years. So like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe she's a mercenary kind of thing. Like they may be on the bad side. Sometimes they may be on the good side, but they're very neutral about what they do because you know, it's like whoever the highest bidder is, will get our best fighters out there. Kind I of thing. wonder if there'll be any sort of, um, I guess I don't want to say magic, but you know, this, this other dimension, right. That they slipped into in Shang-Chi, wonder if that'll pop back up in legend of the ten, ten rings at all because it seems like it will definitely be incorporated in, the, in no. the sequel of the movie in some aspect yeah i mean if they don't that's a huge loss like it's a big miss right like they mm. literally defeated the devil that was keeping that realm under you know under watch into like a small island so yeah of course go back to that. maybe maybe we get to see that that that, that uh, realm thrive a little bit you know mm-hmm. and, and become good but i don't know there's a lot of opportunity here, and um, I think this is the the first time in a while. I just don't know which direction this is gonna go. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't even I can't even hypothesize because I know so little about Shang Chi and yeah. how they've changed it. To, so well, also we we used to have Avengers movies as an anchor point. I'm not like being a crotchety old man or anything like that. Not saying this is good or bad, but we used to kind of know like, oh, things are culminating to the next Avengers movie. Okay, so how do we mentally kind of bring these characters together? How will they interact? What threats are they trying to solve? We saw Thanos at the very end of the first Avengers movie, so we knew eventually yeah. he was going to be involved. But mm-hmm. so right now we just we just don't know. It's kind of chaotic, mm-hmm. but I guess that kind of puts us in the same kind of mentality as the characters in the MCU as large either like they don't know what's happening multiverse is about to split open jonathan majors is going to be showing up in everybody's movie like messing everybody up well i mean he's only he's only in one movie but i think that that's a great point that brings up to mind like is kang and uh you know a multiverse uh or or this the the kang that he who remains trying to take over and make his way the way of his timeline the timeline like is that the the next thing because um they could do it but like there was no inclination in Shang-Chi that he was going to be fighting something like that. His seems more extraterrestrial, right? Like uh, his next kind of thing. Because they're like, the rings come from another planet. They're mm-hmm. a beacon somewhere out there. So I don't know. Harry, Harry Styles? Maybe yeah. they'll run into some Eternals? Yeah, it, it could be. It's. I think they're leading towards a multiversal thing and, and, a, and a cosmic thing. Like, like they're setting seeds for multiple things right now. And, and cosmic. Actually, it would be very cool to watch Simu Liu, uh, Shang-Chi fight like a big alien. I think <laughs> that would just be really cool. I want to see that. Yeah. That sounds well, awesome. We did in his movie uh, at the end of it. But yes, another well, it bigger a, it was, alien. It, it was like a drag. I like, yeah. I want to see him fight like a like a some jacked green dude uh-huh. or something well i guess that could be the hulk but you know blue yeah. dude i don't know <laughs> yeah, you you want to see him fight a bigger something dragon. with a, something with antennas at the top yeah. of their head right yeah i mean um what was it uh fing fin fang foom the macklewins are, are definitely 
probably going to be playing that. But mm-hmm. uh, Shang Chi two pretty much uh, confirmed. We have no date. We have no time. We have nothing else. So, but just just sharing that around. She Hulk. This is a rumor. This is a big rumor here. But um, earlier this week, Kevin Feige came out and said Charlie Cox will be coming back as Matt Murdock. Um, probably Daredevil as well. I think it's assumed. But we don't know when or where he's going to be doing this. Um, Interesting announcement also, too. Like It <laughs> almost seems like he saw the writing on the wall and was like, oh, this is about to come out and there's nothing we can do to stop it. You know, In a perfect world, it would be a fun reveal, but now it, I feel like I need to get in front of it. Yeah, I have two theories on that. Um, I hate to say it. One is Spider-Man and one is uh, Hawk, Hawkeye. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know which one. I, he, it, the, those are the only two things happening for the next six months. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why would you say this now kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the theory is that when Daredevil makes his debut uh, in She-Hulk later, which makes sense, right? The lawyers, he will wear a classic yellow and red outfit from his original days in the comic books to help differentiate the Netflix and the MCU versions at the beginning of this you know, iteration of, of Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess if this is the rumor, are we to assume that this Charlie Cox is going to be a variant, you know, not necessarily yeah. a visitor from another Netflix dimension? <laughs> yes, I, I assume so. I assume I, I I saw this big Reddit thread about like, oh, everyone's like, everyone's like, yes, the uh, all the TV shows are are canon in, in Marvel, and I'm like, they're really not, and you know, you can beat that dead horse as much as you yeah. want. But like, yeah. Also like these people need to realize there's no government law set in place that these studios yeah. need to abide by. Right. You know, it's creative, right? Yeah. Whatever brush you can paint that explains it is anything yeah. that you can go with. And, right. So you can say whatever you want. There can be a book printed that says whatever, and you can always change it. They made all, all of those star Wars books. And then their mm-hmm. Disney stepped in and was like, no, they're not Canon anymore. So right. it's just like, don't just assume everything yeah. is set in stone. Exactly. And, and there's, if you enjoy them, that's fine. Enjoy them. But like, though, if you look at them, they are a one way street. The movies have never once referenced the TV shows outside of them, mm-hmm. of Disney plus and Disney plus has all the old shows listed as, legacy right so um the writing's on the wall for them netflix is a different beast because they're a different company and those live over on netflix uh mm-hmm. and i don't think they'll ever come to disney plus unless they buy them outright so to to me that anything coming forward will be a variant from that that way they don't have to actually play nice with netflix or give them any extra money mm-hmm. um but they can use the same actors because you know we are we are all fans of you know, most of that casting that was going on over there. So, um, I would, the yellow and red outfit. Have you ever seen his yellow and red outfit before? Oh, Mike? it's, it's sick. It, it, it's badass. I mean, it's, I feel like it's not the best practical outfit for a mm-hmm. uh, vigilante at night, but you know, who cares? It looks awesome on a comic book yeah. page. Well, number one, he's blind. So how's he know what color it is? <laughs> um, and two, apparently it was yellow and red to honor his father's boxing robes. Again, how does he mm-hmm. know what color it is? He's blind. So, somebody told him he just talked to he just talked to somebody that went to a match. Does this, does this, does this outfit does this look yellow to you? I can't. It feels yellow to me, but no. Um, but anyway, yellow and black. If it is, it's fine. He'll probably again when they move to the MCU. They always have they have a really good costume designer. All the outfits always mm-hmm. look good, right? I've never seen a bad costume in the MCU. Um, we've even seen set photos where like, oh my god, Black Panther. That's so ugly, and that's like my favorite one. Like I end up being like a really mm-hmm. cool suit. So. Um, I, I'm excited to see what this looks like, and and you know if this is true in in She-Hulk, um, we're expecting to see a lot of colors in that in that show, including green. Uh, I said this to you earlier this week. This is 
kind of an out of nowhere announcement, I think. Uh, Colin Farrell has signed on to reprise his role as the Penguin in a series spinoff on HBO Max. Uh, I mean that that seems pretty. When I when I heard that, I was like, okay, that seems pretty premium, right? Yeah. I mean, I know big name actors are doing streaming and TV shows now. That's where all the money is, and there's there's not really that, you know, kind of a fog overtaking a TV role. But I mean, reprising your role as like the Penguin, I mean, I feel like that's a big deal. That means that Warner Brothers is going to take this spinoff, yeah. whatever it is. I don't know if it's the Gotham show or if it's a different well, spinoff or a it's Catwoman spinoff. It's different. So the what? Gotham show is still running in tandem in this world of Batman. So mm. they are expanding on um, Matt Reeves' Batman universe like nobody's other's business. Again, Colin Farrell, yeah. a huge name, under a shit ton of prosthetics and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't... I, I mean, Matt Reeves is, is a great filmmaker. I think Robert Pattinson is going to make a great Batman. I'm looking forward to the movie. I don't have anything to to point at that I won't like this, right? I, I will I, give you I, one. I can... <laughs> give you one? It's probably a prequel. Oh, the the, the, penguin, the penguin show? Is that yeah. what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. That, I, I don't know what, they, like, I don't know what else they could give us going forward with the penguin other than maybe he, you know, gets penguins. Uh, but like, you know, <laughs> like maybe we got it. We, we, they're going to show us like his rise to crime. Maybe it's a young Colin. Uh, they use Colin Farrell as a skinny man and show how he, becomes obese and penguin like over time i I don't know i feel like i feel like i don't want that unless i I watch the batman movie and i'm just enthralled with his performance and i gotta see more of it Mm. but what what i was gonna mention is i can't tell if this is proof positive that warner brothers thinks that this movie and franchise is so good it's worth spinning off all of these shows or if they're just like we're trying to make money and sell a streaming service so yeah we don't know if this movie is going to be any good or not but start green light the shows because we got to get people excited and subscribed because you know Warner Brothers just doesn't have the track record yet with the with these DC Comics uh, movies so you know if, if it's Marvel it's different you know if Marvel starts you know green lighting uh, you know spinoffs and stuff they're they're happy with what they're seeing yeah. I, I don't know if that's what's happening over at Warner Brothers but we'll yeah. find out sooner rather than later that the, the movie what is slated for March I yes, think March 4th uh, 2022 so actually it'll be our next uh, one of our first big ones for next year I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm very excited to watch that. Um, I again, hopefully, it's 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 an okay prequel, and it's like I, I give me six episodes, man. Like I don't need a ten episode penguin, you know, season. Oh kind god, of thing. yeah, no, no one's asking for that. Um, so so you know, build this world, do it a little better. But like you know, if they're gonna go all in on Matt Reeves' Batman version, vision, give us a lot of Batman of this world. Like give us some more movies, give us some more villains, right, or something like that. I don't know. Give it like keep us in there a little bit longer like if batman and nobody likes it like like don't do two movies and then give up on it and and do another reboot but like i feel warner brothers is too many cooks in the kitchen maybe is that what that what we say so um we'll we'll see how this goes but colin farrell great 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 actor i am excited to see him as the penguin we're gonna jump into another series where colin farrell has played one of the three versions of the main (laughs) villain within four movies uh, Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore coming out next year. I think we just I, did. Was it you and me talking about this? How there's no trailer for this yet? Uh, the other day well, was that you and me? No, I don't, I don't think that was okay, me. So but I was talking we, to somebody. We got, a, we got a we got a teaser of the teaser though. <laughs> yeah, we had a teaser of, of like here's the recap of all of Harry Potter and then Fantastic Beasts and then here's a couple other things. So Mad Mickelson has taken over the role of Gellert Grindelwald from Johnny Depp, who was being portrayed by Colin Farrell in the first movie. 
Um, and so they say that a trailer is coming on Monday um, for this. Now, we are not big Potterheads as people who have, uh, you know. I watched. I did. I watched this trailer with my wife, though, who's a yeah. huge Harry Potter head, and she was very excited. She was yeah. like, "Trailer on Monday," and she just thought the teaser was great. So, if you are very much in this universe, yeah. uh, it seems like you're having a good time with this clip. Exactly. And, and again, Mads Mikkelsen. He's played. You know, uh, he's been in Star Wars. He's been in Marvel. He's a great actor. Done all this stuff. So I'm excited to see him take this up. And you know, honestly. Um, you know, I will I will watch this movie. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the other one. We also have was Ezra Miller as the villain or as like the kid again, the villain uh, who's back for his like was this yeah, the fourth I, movie or the third movie? I don't know. This uh, this one Secrets of, Secrets of Dumbledore is going to be the third Fantastic third. Beast. Okay, so yeah, movie. it's a third actor to play the same character across three movies. You think they're going to recast every movie now and just kind of make it a trend? Well, one thing thing that's really funny about this so uh, this is this does kind of feel like a moot point because you're listening if you're listening to this podcast it's monday this trailer's probably already out right but one interesting thing about this teaser of the teaser is we do get a recap of the previous you know nostalgia of the wizarding world and they do insert clips from all of the movies uh that the wizarding world has encompassed but there's a severe lack of fantastic beast 2 content Mm in the montage like i didn't see like a shot of nagini or anything like that and uh you don't get any of obviously johnny depp in it at all so it, i thought it was kind of funny that they were purposely not really showing you anything from fantastic yeah. beast 2 if, if they did it was very quick but i recognized pretty much everything from the first fantastic beast movie well, so uh, and, that seems to be a, a choice <laughs> and and what we said uh you know uh the second one's called fantastic beasts and uh whatever the, the, whatever the second one's called i don't remember the subtitle that's how crimes what, of crimes of Grindelwald. Grindelwald. I believe, yes. So, yeah. uh, where were the goddamn beasts in that movie? Right. We, we didn't <laughs> get any fantastic beasts in that movie. So I, I think it's one of those things like, you know, the, the title kind of for me. Oh, they that. keep shrinking the, the fantastic beasts in the logo. It gets tinier and tinier every yeah. subsequent movie that comes out. Like yeah. if you look at the marketing materials, it just looks like the secrets of double door so, all over the logo. <laughs> Well, I know it's a big Harry Potter time right now for the for the Wizarding World. I know there's that TV show, right, where they're doing the house cups or whatever for trivia. Oh, yeah, I saw a commercial for that. Yeah, so those have it's been like coming. on Cartoon Network or something, TBS? Uh, I, I thought it was like, I thought it was more premium, but I know they're out, they're on like the third episode. Um, they have this coming out next year. That video game is supposed to be coming out next year. And um, the the HBO recap or the, or the the I guess the reunion special right mm-hmm. of, of everybody coming together. So um, they're shaping up to to drop some money in this and hopefully just uh, get rid of what's her name uh, who writes it J.K. Rowling. So, um, <laughs> she who should not be named, which yeah, I believe is what the fandom. There we calls go. Her yeah, now. she who should not be named. I, I'm down with that. I, I was hoping that we would get a look at the the upcoming video game at the video game awards, but they they did not they did not show up there. But that's fine. For that, but uh, Fantastic Beast trailer, uh, we'll probably talk a little bit about it next week to the best of our knowledge. Probably just more of a yay or nay kind of vibe. So mm-hmm. um, let us know what you we'll, think when you see that. We'll, we'll, we'll each ask our wives what their thoughts and we'll yeah. bring that on the podcast. We'll let everybody know what they thought. Exactly. Exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Bring bring your guys' thoughts too. Let us know what you think. <laughs> so this week was the Video Game Awards. I think is one of the, the most exciting times. It's essentially like the Oscars, Academy Awards, Emmys, Grammys. Tony's whatever they're called for video games and um who I, I didn't watch it who won who kind of like won best game the best game was um it takes two um it takes two. Oh, is that like an that's like an indie it's game, like it's, it? yeah it's like a little bit of an indie game and you you play as two like little rag dolls under a spell and you have to like 
solve puzzles together with another person. Like, it mm. literally takes two people to play it. Like, I believe the gimmick was if you bought a copy, you got another copy free, so you could always play with somebody else. Oh, that's uh, clever. Did yeah. did a did a Ghost of Tsushima win anything? I didn't. It was. I didn't. It, I didn't. It, it wasn't nominated at all. Um, oh damn! I, I didn't see it at it all. Was, maybe it was outside of like the. Uh, let me see. Maybe it was like outside of the nomination category. Maybe it was like last year when it got yeah. Not, it, when it it came was out twenty twenty. It came out twenty twenty. It would not have been eligible this year. Oh uh, okay. See, that's how this shows you how uh, up to date I am on any of this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know this. The the expansion came out this year, I believe. Um, let's see awards at the Game Awards twenty twenty. It won best art direction and player, oh, player's that makes voice. Sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. so last year, um, player's voice this year was Halo Infinite. So that was a, that was a Ooh. plus. Uh, announcement for that, but yeah, so they uh, they always do they they it's in a they Jeff Keeley's a thing. They always have people come in, then they do some fun skits. They have some music. They unveil a bunch of new trailers, uh, world premiere stuff like that. It's really fun. Um, so we're gonna talk about some uh, video games that really hit you know what we talked about. Number one is the surprise announcement of a Wonder Woman video game. Did not see this coming at all. I thought they would focus on the Superman game before Wonder Woman game, but they. Um, this is coming out, and it's uh, from the game company Monolith. Uh, and to, I'm saying all these things to Mike, and I know he doesn't know a goddamn thing I'm <laughs> saying. So, uh, well, what, luckily in questions? the show, well, luckily here in the show notes, you you had the kindness to write that uh, Middle Earth uh, Shadow of War was from uh, Monolith Studios, and I don't know much about that game, but I do know that there there is kind of like this second life of kind of Lord of the Rings and media when it came to the video games. There mm-hmm. are some really popular games from Lord of the Rings, so it seems like it's a positive boon for the studio. But yeah, yeah. this uh, teaser trailer, it, it's all cinematic, no gameplay. It's just they just rendered a pretty cool looking uh, Wonder Woman with some narration. Yeah. behind it so that that's that's pretty cool i mean i always think it's hilarious uh just kind of cosmically that uh, warner brothers is so much better at adapting their characters to video games mm-hmm. than than marvel i mean it seems like maybe they're off to a better start with the guardians of the galaxy game that came out yeah. but then also it, they 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 put out the avengers game before that which had some tumultuous well, uh i think uh, journey well the, the difference is is Marvel doesn't have a video game studio. Warner Brothers mm-hmm. does, but uh, it almost seems like with the amount of power and money well, and influence that Disney has, like why don't they have a video game studio yet? I don't understand yeah, that. But they, they uh, well, they tried, and then now they're going. Like we talked about last week. They're going after DC's, like you know, like DC Universe Online Studios. Mm-hmm. So like, hey, let's go work with some prestigious company. And and th- this one's interesting. Wonder Woman's interesting because Monolith made Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War, which is like. They, they have a legacy game, so if you defeat, like, an orc in combat or whatever, like, it remembers who you are and either gets weaker or stronger based on that whole thing. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if this will have that, but one of the other funny things is um, they made one of my favorite uh, shooter games, Fear. Do you Did you ever play Fear? I... Is is it, that the one where the person had like tentacles that came out of their arms, or am I thinking of something different? You might be thinking of something different. This was this was very much. I think you're thinking of um, the darkness. Uh, oh oh, fear. I think I remember that. It's like it, a it's psychological a first... horror first person shooter kind of thing. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I remember. I remember playing this. It came out in 05 when you know I just started college and my roommate played it. Like we would watch him play it because we were all like terrified. We were on piss or pain. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been there. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. And then they also did the Matrix Online. If, uh, game, which you know is relevant for the Matrix coming out. So, these these people have a, a history of making horror games, and then also um, 
literal Lord of the Rings game. So I don't know what this is going to fall under. Like, is this your Wonder Woman and like you're going to be fighting hordes of enemies, or is it going to be more of like, you know, more of a a, a very story focused game that's very more not well, linear but I like smaller. Like, well, I guess the only thing that we can really take out of this teaser from yeah. the narration was uh, somebody says something along the lines of there's a threat coming to the island. So it yeah. seems like this could be Themyscira yeah. based uh, uh, adventure, which which would be cool. I mean, you could do a lot of cool things with that island. But like I've said before in the past, I love traversal in video games. So I would yeah. imagine there's going to be lots of like lasso she, swinging. And, and she, I'm pretty down with that. And she's got a horse, I believe, right? Like she, she's a horse mm-hmm. rider. So I can see her calling a horse. My, my Immediately my mind goes to Breath of the Wild, um, but with better graphics. For her. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I'd, I'd be down with that. Because she's good at lasso. She's good with bows and arrows, right? Like, she's probably going to have a lot of that, you know, uh, medieval-style battle if she's on Themyscira. So, um, I, I could easily see this being one island, then you unlock access to the other parts of the island as you kind of go through the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, um, we don't know a lot. We just know it's announced. Very, very excited to learn more about it. It does say 2023, but as with all video games, don't hold your breath. There could be <laughs> delays on that for mm-hmm. that. The next one is actual gameplay for the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which um, is very, very Flash-focused. I don't know if you watched this one or not. Like, Yeah, it's it seemed like they were like, oh, let's let's pick like a maybe a certain chapter of the game and like focus on it. Because yeah. it seems like maybe that's how you would divide a game up like this, like the different league members, right? Yeah, like you're going to go through each one. And then the uh, Captain Boomerang is obviously known for... for uh, being against the flash like they're they're in the same thing so what's interesting is i didn't expect this to be as frenetic as the gameplay is like i expected it to be more methodical in like how you're handling your squad and your team members but Uh this game is so fast paced like they are like speeding around even the shark can like turn into like a little sonic the hedgehog ball and speed around a little bit Uh like the place then he whips out a gatling gun captain boomerang zipping around in the air deadshot's got jetpacks harley quinn's running around like there is a lot going on in this in terms of destruction and action yeah. that it kind of runs like a, a Bayonetta a little bit or like a, like a devil may cry in terms of like fighting hordes yeah. of enemies. Yeah. I feel like honestly, I mainly want to play this game for the story just because yeah. it looks really interesting and the, the visuals look really fun. Uh, I noticed with the gameplay, especially since captain boomerang is focused a lot in this trailer, captain boomerang even has like a gun. Uh, King Shark has a gun. Uh, Deadshot obviously has a gun. I wouldn't be surprised if Harley Quinn also had a gun. So I'm not saying this is this is necessarily like a bad thing, but it seems like the gameplay is going to be pretty heavily focused on like aiming and shooting, and then maybe your characters will kind of have like secondary or alt melees. Yeah. You know, like you said, King Shark rolls up. I'm sure Harley Quinn has like a big sledgehammer. Uh, boomerang obviously got to have uh, the boomerang. So he, um, I think Boomerang I don't know had what, a couple like uh, uh, swords or like his sharp edged boomerangs for. Yeah. Hack and am I getting it? Am I getting this confused with the um, with the movie? But is is Bra- is Brainiac in the in the game or yeah, the yeah. think or no the thinker the thinker is what I'm thinking of. No, that's Brainiac uh, in this one. Yeah, as like a the vi- no, as the no. villain. But don't they have like the the thinker on like a roof no, in that, one of the other previous no, trailers? That's the movie. You're thinking of the movie. Uh, okay, <laughs> I guess this is the problem. When two media things come out too close together. Yeah, and, uh, and they both have literally the city shots look the same, like literally on rooftops yeah. here. So yeah, but this yeah, it just looks fun. It, they cut a good trailer too. There's lots of energy to it. It's a fun song in the background. Yeah. So um, it, it, yeah, it looks the, fun. The characters have personality, and they all kind of stand mm-hmm. out. And like. It's going to be quippy. I think there's going to be a lot of humor here. Um, I've also heard rumors that there's going to be like four or five DLC characters to add in like um, like 
I don't think Rick Flag, but like other characters from the Suicide Squad are going to be in as playable characters throughout the, this life of this game, mm. which would be cool. So I, I don't know, you know, I, I'm hoping it's cooperative. Uh, I didn't really see a lot of, um, you know, you know, play with four, like three of your friends kind of deal on this, but mm-hmm. it looks, it looks fun. Uh, it is sadly only for next gen consoles in 2022. So, um, you know, if you can get your hands on a PS five or Xbox series, uh, this'll, this'll be where you can play it next year. Uh, so, um, I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm, I also heard that the, um, you actually, Batman is at one of the suicide squad or not suicide justice league you kill, but like there's green lantern flash, Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, and somebody else. But uh, it, it's it looks really fun and a lot of a lot of action kind of going on here. So I'm um, excited to check that out. Spe- speaking of a lot going on, our next trailer. <laughs> the next trailer, uh, Star Wars Eclipse was announced. A new Star Wars game set during the High Republic era. Now, Mike. I don't know what the hell I don't know what the hell is going on here. Uh, I think this trailer dropped around like a lot of the other trailers that we're going to be talking about here, like the Sonic trailer and the Halo trailer. I was like literally on YouTube and I was like, I should watch some of these things. And then this was like a recommended thing. I was like, what Star Wars Eclipse? You know, so I clicked onto that and I was like, oh, I think it's a video game. And I was like, what is what is happening here? I'm seeing like things from like. I think um, was it multiple eras, or I don't know exactly what was no, going on here. It's just it's um, just one era. Uh, this this is the High Republic. Now it does go through a lot of oh, I'm g- so this is another confusing thing. Uh, there's also this viral video that dropped this week of somebody who wants to work at Star Wars. So he put together his own like video reel of like custom animations from the Star Wars universe that had a, a fe- featured a bunch of different ships from a lot of different uh, uh, stuff. Gotcha. Uh, I think I'm getting confused with that too as well. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what Star Wars Eclipse is. It looks very premium and fancy, like because the the cinematics here look pretty top notch, but. But now that you clarify that it's the High Republic, isn't that the kind of zone that the Star Wars like publishing side is focusing yes. on, right? So the comic books, books, um, anything but movies right now is going through the High Republic. I believe the Acolyte is set during the High Republic whenever whenever they get to that. But yeah, this is uh, hundreds of years before um, the beginning of uh, the first, uh, I guess, Phantom Menace, if you will. Speaking um, of the acolyte too, I think they cast the acolyte it, this week. I, I don't remember the was, uh, the announcement. It was rumored. I, it wasn't confirmed yet, so I didn't throw it in here. I was gonna wait till something comes out from Star Wars because then they'll probably get fired uh, as soon as they announce <laughs> it. Uh, but yeah, so this you you see a lot of places you recommend. You, I mean, Naboo is in here, right? I, I recognize Naboo right away. Um, there seems to be a a, a proto C three PO. Yeah, like a, um, one of the a protocol droid. It has like multiple yeah. eyes that kind of spin around his head a little bit. Um, it's beautiful landscapes, absolutely beautiful. Um, and it, it deals with look, literally looks like an eclipse. And then I believe the drum people are like early Sith, like Sith people, like not Force users, but like the Sith. Like um, yeah. So th- this is, I mean, the whole thing of the High Republic yes. is just gonna confuse me to no end because I already cannot get my my head wrapped around the Star Wars timeline anymore because I'm so confused because they're telling so many stories from so many different parts of the timeline. Now, currently, like especially with the Acolyte that'll mm-hmm. be coming out eventually, that will that seems like it's going to be the first like live-action adaptation yeah. of this timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just try to think like, okay, there's going to be like a, a slightly younger 
Yoda in this time, right? Like yes. Yoda is still alive, but he's like quote unquote young. Yeah. But he's so old when we meet him for the first time anyway that a lot of other characters will be like it, they're not even born yet. Yeah, right? it's like it's like it's a couple hundred years. Like it's like five five to four to five hundred years before this. Mm. So like this is like when the Jedi are like, you know, there's multiple Jedi's like, like there's like the the yellow lightsaber Jedi's, the ones who are like mm. going out and exploring the outer realm still before they kind of just go back and get the temple yeah. and course on. The the trailer shows like those those uh, creatures or I guess aliens that were running this trade federation. So I don't know if yep. it, maybe this is like the very well the trade federation beginning of the trade federation ships are in there too that, that from, from oh yeah 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 right around the the one the one one forty four mark I'm kind of scrubbing through it now. So is this like the very first trade federation ship? Uh, I don't know. Like it I don't. It, it seems to be like it's either gonna it's either going to be running into kind of clone wars aesthetics or brand new aesthetics right yeah. because the only thing that's going to be slightly familiar with this kind of era would be the clone wars chronologically yeah. and visually yeah and, and what you're gonna see here is a jedi and and different planets that aren't the focus of like later on 400 500 mm -hmm. years down the road so this is being made by because you all we get are visuals. This is all cutscenes. Mm. It looks like so you're probably thinking, what kind of game is this? Now this is being made by Quantic Dream. They made games such as Detroit Become Human, Fahrenheit, Heavy Rain, and Beyond Two Souls. These are very like story focused games where mm -hmm. you like. There's not a lot of it, it is an action adventure. There'll probably be more action because it's Star Wars in these, but they are very much like your control like it's very very visually beautiful but you're controlling the story a lot better yeah um, i actually am kind of familiar with these two uh two games i've watched some people do let's plays of detroit become human uh i remember heavy rain because it was kind of one of those first like playstation 3 yes i believe video games that was kind of like that's the game that was like trying to flex like the hardware of the console of like the decisions that you can make so yeah. i mean this sounds pretty cool i'm curious what the eclipse is supposed to be like maybe when the eclipse like hits this solar system maybe like the sith start banging those drums and it seemed like somebody came out of some sort of like black soup or something maybe that's part of the ritual i, I don't know but it seems like there's a threat and like jedis are gonna have to rise up and yeah do something well yeah, so like i said in in the high republic books they're expanding the to the outer realm like the unknown territory and like this is like, I think right around when they stop, something happens in the high Republic to make them stop expanding outwards. So I think this could be something possibly, um, evil or like something they can't defeat, you know, with pure like lightsabers alone that's stopping mm -hmm. them from going. And this will maybe the introduction to that, 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 that force of that villainous power kind of out there. So, um, it's, it's less Sithy, but like, you know, there's still used to leave out there. It looks good. Star Wars always has, like you said, a, a beautiful aesthetic, the um, uh, quantum quantic dream is known for their visuals, so I expect a very very beautiful game when it's all said and done. So, um, looking forward to that. Ben Schwartz, right, is the voice actor for Sonic the Hedgehog, uh -huh. um, and he came out to. Um, he actually joked that he had the trailer on a on a disc, and he's like, I actually don't have it on a disc because no one has disc drives anymore. This is just a prop. It was actually kind of entertaining, uh, but he came out to actually give us our first trailer. For Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Mike. The sequel to that movie video game that everyone was so <laughs> upset about the look of Sonic that they had to I delay mean, it to make a new Sonic and they <laughs> made enough money to, to get a sequel. I still haven't seen I still haven't seen it, Chris. I, uh, uh, I'll, I'll get around it to is, it eventually. 
it is fun. It is not something you have to pay attention to watch, but it is a fun, fun adventure. I did, but I did think it was like it was pretty jarring to see Edris Elba voice Knuckles. It it surprisingly worked in yeah. the in the moment at the end of the trailer, uh, but I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Well, I saw that the Sonic fandom they responded very positively to yeah. this trailer. They they were in it. They wanted all of it, and you know what? I was happy for them. They they threw so the first one tried to focus kind of like on like what if Sonic came to the real world? Here's the realism of it, right? They mm. have literally thrown realism out the goddamn window for this one. They have they have <laughs> leaned heavily into what Sonic is and does. There, there's a Chaos Emerald, right? We saw that. Mm-hmm. We see Tails come through and um, you know, fly a little plane while Sonic's on top of it. Sonic's doing. He's catching missiles because he's so fast and throwing them back at people. Jim Carrey is going full Eggman, full Eggman, mm. bald cap, big bushy mustache, crazy. And then of course. When they try not to make Knuckles sound sexy, they just make him sound that much sexier. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that headline across <laughs> the internet. Like, they, they, they can't. He just sounds too awesome. Yeah, so uh, it looks like Knuckles will be working with Robotnik at the, at the start of this, probably before something comes out that Knuckles changes his mind or whatever and works with Sonic mm-hmm. and Tails. There's a big green tornado at some point. Uh, I saw a lot less human characters this time around, uh, <laughs> which you know, they're, they're on a boat with... Um, Oh, Cyclops. Last time he was in a lake, he got killed off in this franchise for, for oh, X-Men. But, James. But, yeah, James Marsden. There it is. Uh, but I'm I'm excited. I don't know if this is a, a go to the theaters and see for me, but um, you know, growing up playing Sonic the Hedgehog 2, specifically the video game, um, this just hit a lot of the right nostalgic buttons for me. And very, very uh, thrilled to see Knuckles make an, make an appearance as well. So, um, I, again, I recommend the first one. The trailer's here. Anything else stand out to you, Mike? As someone who hasn't watched the first one, anything you're like, oh, that looks interesting, good or bad along the way? Um... I mean, it was a it was a it was a wild trailer. There's a lot going on. I think the point that you made a lot less humans in this is uh, very obvious. I I want to see a Metal Sonic. I feel like right. that's kind of one of my more iconic characters from okay. the Sonic franchise. So I don't know if that'll be a post credit scene or teeing up for a third one. But it, it seems like they got a franchise going here. Yeah. They definitely got a franchise off I, the ground. I to me it was just funny because Tails is so young and naive. Like when they went to like it looks like they're in the the winter bar and they walk in and the guy puts a knife in the desk and tails just passes out uh, of the door that that was that they were cute in yeah. their little jackets and goggles i was like oh that's cute it is, it is fun <laughs> it, is, it is very fun so um yeah it looks like uh yeah we're going along the way go along the way with this i'm um, looking here um yeah they actually got the voice actress colleen o'shaughnessy who has voiced tails since 2010 to voice tails in the movie as well um, so this is like one of those, they didn't hire anyone pop or famous, I guess, to do tales. Mm-hmm. They actually got literally the voice of tales to do tales. So mm, yeah, they had to save money to hire Idris Elba, right? <laughs> uh, he, what doesn't he do? He turns everything good. He made Ghost Rider too, actually a watchable movie. I don't, I don't know how he did it, but, um, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, check out the trailer here and, and let us know. Uh, in what will, will again live on as one of the most cock tease trailers of all time, uh, <laughs> Halo, the series, gives us... Uh, I thought we got a, a teaser last week. I thought, okay, we're going to full trailer this week. Not a thing in this trailer that's going to change my <laughs> mind. I will... Got, lot, lot, got lots of establishing shots of locations. They love f- fucking people's faces right in the middle of the camera. <laughs> like, don't they? Like, they, they how many, like, five people, like, right there in the mm. camera? I will say, when it showed the world and these establishing shots, the, the effects are 
on like some of the best effects I've ever seen. If I'm going to be honest, yeah. It, honestly, it seems it seems very dramatic. It, uh, I love the I love the score that they put behind it. It kind of had like kind of like a hopeful kind of like drama to it. it yeah. I think like it fit fit the tone very very well. I like that we got to see uh, some additional kind of armored. I think we got two shots of some other kind of some ODSTs. Uh, Spart- Spartan Spartan armor, right? That's what you call uh, it. Yeah, I think these are ODSTs. Um, when they, when they when they show us these, um, which are like. They're not Spartans, but they're like heavily militarized people who are out, you yeah, know, with, the, with the like shock troopers, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they're orbital drop shock troopers is essentially what, mm. what the ODSC stands for. And then we get a little bit of the chief. No voice, no action, no covenant, no no aliens at all in this. Uh, oh, I didn't even think about trying to see aliens. It, it looked like they got some shots of maybe some things in space being built. So is this maybe supposed to be the origins of the first ring being put together? No, you know, no. I don't know. So the, the rings were put together millions of years ago. I don't think so. Oh, yeah, that that's right. Of so, course you would know the lore. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about, Chris. Yeah. So um, in, in the Halo universe, this is the 26th century. Um, we've colonized space pretty much. Humans have colonized space. Um, but like we see like, you know, they've started like kind of like the Gundam, like they started building them like meteorites and stuff like that. Cause they couldn't find worlds that, that worked. Mm-hmm. So they live in these like big asteroids and stuff like that. Now I will tell you at 28 seconds in, it does show us high charity, which is a jellyfish looking spaceship. This is the alien. This is the covenants homeworld. uh, is actually this big spaceship here. And it was very exciting to see that. But like, other than that, it's just a lot of close ups and like, you know, some space stuff throughout. Um, at- yeah. I, I would say I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Paramount Plus, which is just such a strange concept, is throwing everything that they can at this, right? Because who out there has had a casual conversation with anybody about Paramount Plus, right? You know, there's an, you know, there's a, there's an argument that you could say, like, Peacock is in the zeitgeist just because the mascot is familiar. And they, they, they got a lot of shows out on there, actually. And it also, if you're, like, a Comcast subscriber, you kind of, like, have Peacock already. You don't even know and, it. And they have right? a free you're tier. Kind of, yeah, you're already ingesting content. But nobody's talking about Paramount+. Plus. Nobody understands what IP they own. It's not even super familiar. People kind of remember, oh, there's some movies I watch that start with a mountain at the beginning. But that's about it. Like... Paramount Plus needs this. They need yeah. this so bad. They need it to be the next big hit series. In their perfect world, it's the next Game of Thrones, right? That drives so many subscriptions. Yeah. So I think we can assume that they're not cutting any corners on this, but every executive <laughs> over there is crossing their fingers that well, this works. And they, they bought it from Stars, I believe, as a, distribu- as a distributor too, right? So it's very interesting for that. So Paramount Plus, I Paramount Plus, Paramount Plus and HBO Max, um, outside of Disney Plus, which is a given, are like my two favorite streaming services in our household right now, um, because Paramount Plus has all the Nickelodeon stuff that we used to watch, kind of growing up. Um, but like you said, there's nothing new. They're counting on the Frasier reboot and <laughs> this uh, to kind of yeah. I- and they've they've already collected as many Star Trek fans as they can. I feel like they've yeah. reached their upper limit on Star Trek subscribers. Yeah, they it, can't run a whole streaming service off of them. Yeah, like that, that's that's really about it. But I I do like it. And they also announced uh, live channels uh, on Paramount Plus this week. I don't know if you you heard that or not. But I didn't. But Peacock has those, and those are pretty fun. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's but like as a Halo fan, I was very disappointed in the last live action thing they did, which actually had the guy who played uh, Luke Cage as the main actor uh mm-hmm. was it mike colton is that his name uh, uh Col- Col- colter mike Col- oh, mike man, colter 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was fine, but it was just, it, it felt cheap. Um, and when you're, when you're literally handling Halo, one of the, like, literally the game that made Xbox an actual gaming company, you, you've got to put some money behind it or else, you know, you're going to lose everybody and you also got to make it easy. Um, Pablo uh, Schreiber, who is, um, did you watch American Gods by chance? No. Um, Orange is the New Black? Yes. Okay, he's in that show. Um, he's actually at the Master Chief in, in that. He, uh, I'm trying to think, I don't know his name, uh, Porn Stash in Orange is the New Black was his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember we talked yeah. about this maybe a, yep. a year or so well, ago. His brother, Liv Schreiber, um, played um, Wolver, or uh, Sabretooth. Sabretooth, in the, in yeah. Be, which, mm-hmm. of that movie, he's like the best part of that goddamn movie. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, he, he's a big guy in that. I'm, I'm excited to see this. Just I'm just, I'm very cautiously optimistic. But, like, show us some damn action. Show us some, show us the yeah. guns. Show us the aliens. I want to see yeah. the Master Chief be hyper lethal like we are in the video games. Not, like, just some sort of sto- silent, stoic person who's just kind of there. Agree. So, Show him with the oddball. Yeah. He needs the uh, flaming oddball. Uh, capture the flag. Get Jeff Steitzer in here to do the voiceover. Like he can do the recap for every every episode. Mike, wouldn't that be great? Uh, that'd be cool. They got They got to work that audio in there somehow. I don't know how organically you work it into a narrative yeah. show, but that would be cool. well. If it, well, they do training, right? So maybe they're doing showing flashbacks of like young children mm-hmm. training to be Spartans, and they could do that as like the the yeah the thing. Either way. It's 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 fun. It shows the quality of this, but it doesn't show any of the action, or the enemies, or like any plot of the series. So, um, hopefully, it's canonical with the stuff, and they're not making any adjustments. But I would not be surprised if they make the Halo series a story in and of itself that doesn't line up with the games. So it's mm-hmm. perfectly fine with me. Speaking of games that are getting adaptations, The Witcher season two debuts on Friday, December seventeenth. This Friday, just in case anyone knows. Um, we will not be able to talk about it next Sunday, uh, but probably in two weeks, I might, I might have this watched. I really enjoyed the first season, Mike. I don't know if you got time to watch it as well, but like first season was, uh, first season was great. And there's only, uh, I feel like we're only on our way up here, right? Cause a lot of people said the first season was adapted on kind of like random, like short stories and just to kind of get the world off the ground. So seems like they'll have something to adapt that's slightly more concrete, yeah. which is great because I even had a good time with just the little yeah. bits that we got in the first season. Yeah, and the first season did a lot of um, time frame back and forth shifting, which I know some mm-hmm. people had issues with. Other people caught up with it pretty pretty quickly. So I'm hopefully this is more linear in the storytelling, but I'm very excited to, to dive back into the world of The Witcher and, and get this done. But we will not be able to binge it on Friday. Believe me, folks, we've got Spider-Man to, to avoid uh, uh-huh. Mike has even farther to avoid. I, I, yes. I, I, I don't envy him one bit, but uh, yeah. it is out this weekend. That's, I, that's your PSA. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to cancel your Netflix subscription because they canceled uh, Cowboy Bebop after one season, I totally understand. Uh, Man, I was just starting to work my way through this. Like the last time we talked about it, I had yeah. watched, I think like the first two episodes. And uh, then I started to catch back up with it. And um it's 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 strange. It, the live action version of it definitely does not live up to like the quality of the original, right? And usually when people say that, you know, you just automatically assume what was made is trash. But like weirdly enough, I'm still entertained watching the live action version and I think it's because the cast has like such great chemistry, mm-hmm. which is not something that 
you would expect. And it's something that you don't really see in the first couple episodes. It takes a few episodes to get in there to see all of like our three main characters, uh, you know, start to bicker back and forth and work together. And it, it's been it's been a lot of fun. And now I'm disappointed that it's canceled because like. I know that Netflix does never never looks this uh, far enough forward with their series, but I wish they either would have committed to finishing it or didn't make it at all, mm. right? Uh, because like uh, now you, you're just not gonna see where they could have gone, yeah. and like Cowboy Bebop has a very definitive ending to it the original so they could have roadmapped like the whole thing just across three seasons which is what they love to do anyway is like cancel stuff after three seasons so they just should have committed the three and put them out there so i couldn't see i them, don't know i could see them do two in a movie um because they have a movie uh for the the animated series right so mm-hmm. um now my question is this is not neither confirmed or did I, this is nowhere in the tablets could another company technically possibly pick this up you think like that's a great that's a great question. This is another reason why we need that entertainment lawyer. Yeah. Right? Because we we've seen it go the other way around all the time, right? You know, Netflix saving other properties, but usually that's how it goes in Hollywood, you know, I believe is like, you know, the studio technically doesn't outright own the rights you know they're usually like licensing it for like yeah. long term to put it on their platform and they also have that little that little a screen grab at the very end of every episode that says, "Oh, Cowboy Bebop is based off the you know the animated property by so and so." So, yeah, this could be a, this could be a, a a decent grab for another streaming service that maybe wants to pull some over. But I, I don't know. It was pretty divisive out there for the fan base. Like yeah. tons of people were happy to see it canceled. Like, oh, it serves them right. Right. Of course, it was bad. But like a lot of people watched it. You know, so there's mm-hmm. definitely eyes on it. But that could just be the Netflix effect so, in general. So many people have Netflix. You know, when something new drops, you know, so, you're gonna get lots of eyeballs, even if it's good or bad. What's interesting about this show is once it came out, I didn't hear a single word. Um, I'm actually like I literally good nor bad. I've heard nothing about this once. It, I actually didn't even know it came out. Um, that's how radio silent it went, which was really weird because usually, um, you know, whenever I do the show notes, I live in a world of discourse. Like literally, if people hate something or like even don't like it a little bit, they are very vocal. Like where I get our notes from. So like the fact I heard nothing about this until. Like it was canceled. It's really weird for me uh, where I live. So yeah. I, I yeah. It, it literally, I probably just lives in the middle ground of everything. Like probably for like the the normal crowd, and someone's like, "That's fine," but like it, it is, yeah. Like I said, you know, there there is the animated world. You know, for what was it twenty years ago? Um, it it, it has already told its story. Um, it doesn't need to like if they were gonna do this. At least commit to two seasons before you like license it forever and don't let anyone else make anything uh, again. So. Weird. Yeah, it, it's surprising because it was in the top ten uh, trending mm-hmm. for a while, and then uh, not not so much anymore. So, oh well, uh, no no love lost. I think for mm-hmm. the uh, for the big fans of Cowboy Bebop, but mm-hmm. you know, some people found enjoyment in the live action. So, when this goes down in the annals of history. I, I don't think I would say that this live action adaptation was a complete failure. Yeah. And I think that has kind of been the story with anime adaptations for the longest time that they never get it right. And they're, they're always well, bad. Yeah. There was, there was things to like about this live action it, it, adaptation. And that's the thing. Like if people hated it because they didn't like it, uh, how they adapted, I would have heard that for sure. Like easily mm-hmm. where, I, where I live on the internet, they would have said that never didn't hear anything bad about it. So I agree with you. I think if it was canceled, it's probably just because, even I'd never watched the the animated show all the way through. Like, it's just a very obscure property to pull. Yeah, uh, in the, in the and I'm animated. sure, 
I'm sure it's expensive as well too, right? I think when Netflix puts this many resources and also marketing resources into it, because I know they thought they thought this thing was going to be huge because usually you can check their social media accounts and see what they're focusing on because there'll be some things that drop brand new and you don't see a mention of it on the on the Netflix Twitter account. But like Netflix, they tried to get memes off the ground with like I and the dog. They were trying so hard to like make this a thing uh, because I think they thought it was going to be a thing. So I think that's probably why it got canceled. They're just like, we can't, we just can't justify spending this much money on it. And it didn't go viral. We need it to go viral if we're going to spend, you know, X millions of dollars on it. So that would be my guess for the cancellation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, business is business at Netflix and they, uh, they make weird decisions. So whatever works for them. All right, so at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about Hawkeye this week. I actually forgot to put it in our show notes uh, because everything else coming up this week is pretty hyped uh, for me. But episode four dropped this week for Hawkeye. Um, I think this one breaks down into like what three parts again? Like pretty like they're very mm-hmm. easily segmenting these Hawkeye episodes in like there are three main sections per episode, and we're going to do each section really really well. Uh, so the fact I didn't forgot about it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just like literally this. We have Spider-Man. Okay. Like, and it's and it's weird like th- that we talk about them as sections too because normally someone would be, be screaming like, well, yeah, idiot, that's what's called like an act. Right. But I feel like acts kind of like follow like a bit of like a storytelling arc. An and I feel flow. like we... I almost feel like we were just getting like three more sections of like a broader story. I mean, I, like I said, like last episode, I had a much better time with it. I'm still having fun with it now, but like I just, I still keep getting the feeling that with this show specifically, I almost wish it was a movie, no. which is kind of strange because like, you know, you think Hawkeye, you know, smaller scale, this probably could make a, like a decent TV show. But I keep thinking like, I feel like this could be condensed a little bit more because mm. I'm still having fun, but you know, it just seems like they're, they're. Well, I think yeah. what I'm trying to get at is the we have this ticking clock, right? Hawkeye is trying to get home for Christmas for the holidays, but they keep taking a lot of time to just like sit down and like have chats. Yeah. You know, it seems like he should have be boots to the ground. Like I understand he's human and he's getting like his ass beat and he kind of needs to recover and like ice himself, right? But I feel like they're not doing a good enough job letting us know why is he not out on the sidewalk right now trying to solve this? Like yeah. he obviously wants to get home to his family. He like misses them. Like, I'm not saying, like, he is not putting effort into figuring it out, but, like, why do the storytellers keep sidelining them into, like, Kate Bishop's aunt's apartment? Like, it's a sweet moment. I really enjoyed the moment of them connecting and him teaching her a little bit, you know, about well, flicking the coin and talking about the trick. I was like, I enjoy those moments, but it feels like they're throwing the ticking clock right out of the window with it. Well, I, th- I think I, I lean the other way. I, I Like what you said, Niels, like, he is literally just a person, um, like, one of like I, I wouldn't say age wise like he's an older Avenger with no s- super soldier serum or like you know anything to heal him so like literally he's got what like wine slushy ice packs wrapped around his body because he's he, like he can't go to the hospital he can't go anywhere else I like that they're making him human that he's like I gotta actually rest or else like you know things are gonna suffer but you know it, it does just it literally every time you watch it like okay there's today's episode is another day off that he's not gonna get home in time like he's gonna get down to the wire. And, and we know that I think the interesting thing here for me was, um, you know, uh, the, the intro with, with her mom's I'm, I'm very interested to see if is the, the step the, the future stepdad, um, 
actually a villain or is the mom up to something then yeah. we don't know yeah i think we're on to the same thing here like i'm not saying that the stepdad isn't bad but he kind of seems to almost be the red herring at the moment yeah. because there's a very specific line that the mom says when she walks hawkeye out the door you know and she's like giving him the whole spiel like oh this is my daughter you know i want her to be safe like yeah we get that that makes total sense and then she's just like okay so we both agree you'll drop the case yeah. Well, in reality, you know, if she was like, you know, all good, she would say, oh, will you just leave my daughter out of it? Right. She wants Hawkeye to just knock it off. She wants him to get out of town. Yeah. So it se seems like she's in. She's into some shit. Yeah. yeah. She she's probably at there. And I don't think he he is a sort of I'm thinking maybe he could have been Ronan before Hawkeye. Maybe like I think maybe he's the one who killed Maya's dad or whatever, because we never saw the face of, of Hawkeye. Whenever he was doing the sword slashing, remember with uh, the last um, episode, he, he, maybe maybe there could be a, yeah. a little bit of a mystery there. But like he's not, I don't think he's like the smart villain. Like I think he's just like maybe he's doing her bidding. Maybe technically he's under an employee, and they're just like they they've fallen in love. But she's the brains, yeah. and he's just kind of like doing oh. what she says. Or there's a story along the lines of, I feel like at the very first episode when we see uh, Kate as a kid and she's talking with her dad. There's like there's something going on there. There was some sort of vibe with her mm. dad and mom her that seemed to be unexplained. Her. And he may or may not be dead. Right. We don't know. We never saw the body. So did the mom maybe pick up on the dad's criminal enterprises, like to keep them, you know, in their rich, well, yeah. you know, a palatial estate? I don't really, could, I don't really know exactly could, what's going. Could on. Could we there. use a fake death and then like give him a new identity to? Maybe he is the swordsman. Maybe he went away and learned sword skills. And that's the actual dad. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. All I can say, uh, positive for this episode, the slime arrows look a little bit better, Chris. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe the, the the I don't know if uh, they just rendered it on a couple more passes or just the kind of the dark well, apartment kind of helped yeah. uh, hide some of the slime yeah. effects. But I was like, all right, uh, this well, works better here. I'm I'm digging this. Well, let's move into step. Let's talk about step two. I love the Christmas sweaters. Um, I, I want I want the grumpy cat Christmas sweater Hawkeye was wearing. <laughs> by the way, yeah. But I what I love and what we never get enough of we never get to see Clint actually showcase how good of a uh, how accurate and how much skill he has mm -hmm. with hitting whatever he wants with whatever he has on hand. Like he's yeah. always been like a bow and arrow guy, but he's like, look, I can do this with my coin. Like, bam, yeah. don't turn the TV off. And I and I and I and I must stress, I did enjoy this middle part of yeah. the episode. I'm not saying I I didn't like it, but I feel like it does take it, some of the urgency of the story out of well, it. Well, that's why part two to me is an act two because act two usually requires some stakes, and there was mm -hmm. no stakes in this part two. There was literally them. Yeah, I guess a there moment. is a. I guess there is a brief moment that maybe encompasses the middle of the episode where he runs off to talk to Echo's kind of like second in command. Ka and he like yeah. chucks his he chucks his gun. I thought that was pretty funny. He's like, "Oh man, can yeah. I have my gun back?" And he's like, "What do you think?" Yeah. So I I, I enjoyed that. But yeah, that was a, it was a fun uh, touching moment. Yeah, and and, and you know he, he, they gotta watch the Christmas movies. He taught her some skills like right how to how to bend the coin around the corner. Like, mm -hmm. it's great to see him do that because I've seen him, like, in the comic books. Like, he was able to, like, kill people with his fingernails and, like, because he could, like, throw them, like, within things. So, it was great mm -hmm. to see that. The moving on to the third part, which I think is, like, the highlight of the episode. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Kate um, using her, I guess, naivety to break into an apartment while Hawkeye just kind of was, like, literally overwatched mm -hmm. for this. And then we get to see, like, she... They find this watch, this MacGuffin of a watch. We find out... Laura can speak, was it Russian or German uh, as well uh, in this episode, his wife? 
Like, is she a spy? Oh, was she, yeah, yeah. Is she a previous spy? And that's where they, they yeah. met as spies 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I do like adding a little bit of sh- uh, interesting shades to the wife, but it seems to be a bit of a crutch for this, this series of when they need to collect information. Uh. They're either getting it from Kate's mom's, like, you know, company or business or an app on Kate's phone mm-hmm. that hacks into a network, or, like, Hawkeye just calls up his wife and gets the information he needs. So, so it's a bit of a storytelling crutch, but I do like how it at least adds a little bit of flavor to the wife. Yeah, it, it, well, it gives uh, Linda Carlini something <laughs> something to do. Now, my question is, they were like, everyone's like, oh, well, maybe, you know, this, this watch is from 10 years ago, right? Or whatever. But their oldest daughter is well over 10 years old. So like what, what, what is special about this MacGuffin of a watch that we need to find out that has a tracker in it even. Yeah. And I believe, you know, um, you know, obviously Hawkeye could be, uh, lying. He could be like an uh, untrustworthy kind of a narrator, depending on how you look at it. Um, but he does mention that if this watch is kind of like figure out or cracked or something that somebody's identity will be uh-huh. revealed or somebody will be like out in the open, I believe is what yeah. he said. So I, I originally just thought it was like a Tony Stark watch, but everybody knew Tony Stark was Iron Man. So I don't think that's it. Like I was yeah. thinking maybe it's Bruce's watch possibly, but I mean, is it a secret that he is or isn't no. the Hulk? And like, no. I don't think he would be in danger. I mean, he's the Hulk. No one's going to sneak up on Bruce Banner. You can't no. kill him, you know? No. They, uh, so I'm, I'm just trying to think like who in the compound, like, would it be? I think, and I'm not saying it has to be a male. I mean, the, anybody can wear that I, watch, but I'm just trying to think. I don't think it's anybody else, but somebody in this show. I think it's her. I really didn't. What if this is the MCU's version of Mockingbird? Like maybe it's his wife's real identity. Like, and like, oh, and like, where okay. they're like, maybe it's maybe she. And they, I I literally think they both met as spies in Shield, and like Nick Fury got her out because maybe she got pregnant or something. I don't know. And this oh, watch is like I mean, tied to that identity and their location no. in the world. Now that could actually be kind of interesting. I do like that idea, right? Because this this show is called Hawkeye, so yeah. why wouldn't you use it as an opportunity to like maybe have an episode where there's a bit of a flashback? You know, you know they're good at de aging, right? Yeah. Maybe showing them and meeting each other that could be kind of fun. And yeah. also, it could kind of kind of maybe explain the very unrealistic idea of a spy like Hawkeye having a family to begin with, mm-hmm. because like he is very talented. You know, he can get away with a lot on missions because he you know he's basically like like a superhero right uh so his threat of death is much lower than like an average human but still like if you got like a family and all them kids like yeah. you should have retired a long yeah. time ago but if the wife is also kind of in it you know that makes a little bit more sense of why yeah. she would be like no we can have a family we can do this because we can do it together and, and, so and she yeah, i like that idea chris and she knows a lot about you know what he's doing and how to get information so that would explain why she's doing this a little bit more like oh she's the guy in the chair and why does she know this? Oh, cause she was previously a spy as well. Just mm. a thought. Um, but then we can find out she's in echo's apartment and then we get the reveal of Sam Fisher himself fighting Hawkeye on a rooftop. Uh, I'm kidding. You remember those games? <laughs> oh yeah. Splinters. I was like, Sam Fisher, who are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, um, but that was Florence Pugh. Yes. So the, um, big reveal, um, is that, you know, Florence Pugh, the black widow herself is fighting Hawkeye on the rooftop. So this ties in from the end credit scene of black widow. And, um, she has found Hawkeye and she's fighting it. Um, and you know, the echoes, you know, Kate's fighting echo. Uh, they, they get across there and everybody's fighting everybody on the rooftop. Like if that song Kung Fu fighting ever came to life, <laughs> this would have been the time to use it. Um, it was hard to keep tabs on who's doing what, but it seems like, you know, 
um, the Yelena had an opportunity to kill Kate, but she didn't. Um, mm-hmm. and and kind of went away. Um, Echo seems defeated and and went away as well. So I I don't know. I believe we're gonna get more Yelena next episode. I think we're gonna get um some more backstory yeah. on her, but I don't I don't know what else to expect in the next episode. I mean, I think what really needs to happen mm-hmm. is Hawkeye needs to get a Disney Plus subscription because he yeah. really needs to watch Black Widow to figure out what's going on here. He can clear things up very quickly. Like, no, 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 no. I didn't kill your sister. Listen, we were on an alien planet. She sacrificed herself. I just happened to be yeah. there. Uh, that, I that's tried, how it went down. I tried to do it, but she, she, she stopped yeah. me. Yeah, she's she's too good of a person. God damn it, your sister. She's too nice. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, it it does seem like she was maybe trying to subdue Hawkeye I mean, yeah. who knows? Maybe she did have plans to kill him, but it seemed like at that point in time, maybe she wanted answers. Yeah. Because once things got too complicated on the roof, she was just like, oh, this is too much. I'm out of here. Echo kind of, I believe, did the same thing, right? She was like, no, too much is happening. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she got, once so she, when kind- she started getting hit with, uh, Echo got shot in the shoulder, I believe, and then also shocked as well. So she was probably like, I'm, uh, I'm out yeah. kind of thing. But um, I, yeah. I, I think we're going to yeah. get more of, I believe... I've been told that the next episode will blow up Twitter. I'm like, you're going to blow up Twitter the day before Spider-Man? I doubt it. But um, <laughs> um, Yeah. Well, that's got to be a good reminder. I need to watch this on Wednesday because the Florence Pugh reveal was uh, spoiled for me. I mean, we knew she was going to pop up in it, but it would have been better if I didn't see it coming. Because yeah. I did like how they played it out where like Clint was just like, no, I'm out here fighting her. Like, well, who am I fi- fighting out here then? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. So I'm yeah. glad... I mean, the the show overall is is more positive, luckily for me, than how it started out. So things are trending yeah. still in in the right direction. It still kind of feels like it's got some some screws loose. Maybe needs a little WD forty on some parts. But overall, like I'm surprised I'm having as much fun as I am with just Hawkeye. Kind of yeah. seems to be like the Aquaman, you yeah. know, of the Avengers. People seem to dog on him for his arrow skills, but. I mean, bow and yeah. arrows are just cool. Like, it's, just like how I say I, I love jetpacks and grappling hooks in video games, I'm also always going for like the bow whenever yeah. I have a chance, just because it's it's really fun. I've, really I cool, played Call so. of Duty with you. I know how big a fan of the crossbow. <laughs> but like, yeah, exactly. I, I think it's always like I think the the foil of Kate Bishop is always entertaining because she's young and kind of naive still. Like she's like, how do you carry your big bow up this year? She's like, I have a collapsible bow like duh. Yeah, she's like, like oh that makes that makes yeah sense. i i i love Haley steinfeld's energy i can't wait to see her interact with more of the mcu in any yeah. way like i want to see her go big and like have a conversation with dr strange i yeah. i wouldn't care if maybe she just like talked to another disney plus character yeah. for like a little while but her world is about to explode it almost makes me think it does make a little sense to make the mom evil right because yeah. if you want kate bishop to really kind of be thrusted into the world right of being a hero she kind of almost needs to sever her ties a little bit Mm -hmm. with like her her past life if you will and if if the mother is a villain right i mean what like she doesn't have anything to like you know keep her back in her normal life so yeah exactly she'll just have to go off and be an avenger yeah exactly And, and and honestly you know um well, well, yeah, it wouldn't hurt for a young Avenger to have like you know a positive role model in their life because you know a lot of them mm-hmm. you know lose that. It, it would just definitely like she's got to, she's still just kind of like coasting, right? Like, and she needs to like you know get some some harsh reality pretty quickly. And I could see her possibly maybe not moving in with uh, Hawkeye, but like you know kind of going down that that uh, that realm of like he's got to 
kind of give her direction. You know, like, well, they got live your own life. They have their they have their phone numbers now. Maybe that'll be the the ultimate uh, uh, character development for Clint at the end of the episode. He's like, all right, fine, you can text me casually, not yeah. just in emergency. And then he's going to turn around and she's going to text him immediately. You know that, right? They're going to pull that mm-hmm. that joke that everybody does. Like immediately, mm-hmm. but other than that, I, I, I really enjoy Hawkeye. I love that the stakes aren't high, um, that there's still mystery. We're learning characters. I think Echo, you know, I, I want her to have this next episode. I want to see who this uncle is. I think she's gonna have a great series. If the uncle turns out to be the kingpin, um, I would be thrilled, and that would make her show that much more exciting for me. But, um, if it's the swordsman, even better. I, I'm not. I'm not this. My theorizing for the show is not ruining it for me because I'm having a good time. Uh-huh. Either way, we cut it. So, um, so uh, your your task is to remind me, Chris, on Wednesday morning yeah. that there's a new episode of Hawkeye and I got to go watch. I, it. I will remind you wholeheartedly, and that thank you reminds me. Um, this is housekeeping. We didn't really talk. talk to, next week is our last episode of the year. We will be taking off uh-huh. Christmas some the Sunday after Christmas. Um, to you know, recharge ourselves. We haven't really taken a break in a long time, um, mm-hmm. so we will be here next week to talk news and Spider-Man. But we will be two weeks until we can talk about the finale of the show. Um, yeah, the- and also the Matrix and the premiere of uh, the Book Boba of Boba Fett and Kingsman. Uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, may- maybe we'll finally get around to watching uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. So stay tuned, stay subscribed. Uh, big things in 2022 for the podcast, hopefully. Yes, we're working on it. And um, another little thing someone did ask me this week. Hey, Chris, why don't you do those cold opens anymore? Well, that is our new editing process. We are making our videos with our little avatars where we talk. Mike, say something so they can see your avatar move. La, 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 la. There he is. He's moving. <laughs> I'm moving. We're talking. We're recording our video live while we do the show, so we have less editing to do. And what that means is literally everything is live. From the time we click play to the, the intro song to the end of this episode is literally completely... Um, we, we try to edit as little as possible uh, there, so we can't... Those cold opens were always like stuff we took from our pre-recording, and it's just hard to edit those in and then push the video out. Yeah, separately. this is this is still very much a podcast first. So whenever yes. we talk about something very visual, like a janky Walmart Thor poster, yeah. I will do my best to paint you a visual picture. Yes. But you know, if you're if you're ever on a platform where you can watch us uh, visually, you know, Chris does a really good job at inserting yeah. uh, visual references to things that we're yeah. chatting about, we, we, so, we, which is really awesome. And this is the podcast. Anyone who ever wants to do a podcast, you can always ask us anything that we've learned over the past what seven don't, years don't ask me because i feel like i don't know anything <laughs> the technical side of things chris uh chris is the man in the chair for sure well, when it comes to putting this together but but the fun of it is learning new skills techniques always making it better we're not doing the same things we did when we started by any means mm-hmm. at all and uh, i think it's made a better show for that so that's why we don't have cold intros and cold outros anymore it's just because the whole process has uh, streamlined into one recording procedure, which makes it easier on our lives because we don't get paid to do this and we can't hire an editor to do this for us. So <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe one day. After we pay that entertainment lawyer, of course. Oh, that's, that's right. Step one. Step one. So uh, it's been a long episode, Mike. Let's wrap it up. Uh, send them home. Let's get ready for Spider-Man. Where can they find you at? They can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, you're up next. Uh, I am uh, Instagram Valdan87 or Twitter Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Also, that's my Xbox Live gamer tag. So you can check out my achievements I've been getting on Halo uh, while I've been playing those. Very fun. Uh, people know more at the show, where they can find us, where they can come and listen to our Spider-Man review next week because we have been waiting for this about, what, 20 years in the making for, for this Spider-Man movie, it sounds like. So where can they get that at? 
Well, if you want to check out all of those uh, trailers that we talked about in the show, we got links to all of those in our show notes, and that is over at SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts like ours. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Uh, please reach out and let us know what you are thinking about this Spider-Man trailer coming up. Uh, I mean, the Spider-Man movie coming up. Uh, what are your predictions? How are you avoiding spoilers? Uh, actually, if you send us your, if you timely send us your thoughts, uh, let us know what you thought about yes. the movie. Actually, no, I feel like I'm inviting spoilers. Mm. Don't do that because I'm not going to see it till Sunday. It's, it's true. Uh, send it to send, send it to Chris. He's going to be like the yeah. first butt in the seat. Uh, don't send me anything for the love of God. I can't see it until Sunday. Yes. A week. Don't now. send us any goddamn links or spoilers earlier. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. But you can send me any <laughs> review starting at 6 p.m. on Thursday. Yeah, there you go. Um, so we love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of this fine here show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and go get boosted out there. Get those antibodies to a sufficient level so you can keep listening to the podcast. And we'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.